Hello, hello. Welcome to Yay for Growth. I'm your host, Savannah Zipak, and this is a personal development podcast where we have all kinds of conversations about every area of health, well-being, and occasionally something different to spice things up. With three college degrees, including my master's of public health, five years of combined experience in healthcare and research, and a passion for improving population health, I am here to make sure nothing goes unspoken. So take a deep breath, check in with yourself, and let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 67 of Yay for Growth. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, I think we should do a little check-in. I just wanted to kind of talk about how, you know, this time of year, a lot of us reflect on things that we want to change and or keep the same going into the new year, right? Um, We reflect on what we want to accomplish and where we've been you know leading up to this point and traditionally these might be called resolutions or goals I personally call them intentions but you can label them however you want I do think that new year's can be a powerful time to really set new goals and intentions and take stock of everything I don't even think I can recall what specific resolutions I had in 2023, like this year. And I think that just goes to show the kind of year I had with grad school and everything. Um, I kind of just took things one month at a time. And it helped me through it, for sure. Because I used to be a little bit more hyper-focused on planning ahead. To the point where it drove me into OCD, right? Um, I've mentioned this here on like older episodes, but I used to actually spend so much time in school. Like I would spend so much time planning ahead and like when I'm going to do what assignments and, you know, when I want certain parts of an assignment done by and what I have to do and what exams are coming up. I used to spend so much time planning, organizing my calendars that I didn't actually get work done, like quality, significant work. Um, And I was just like an anxious mess, right? So yeah, I mean, I had to learn in my personal journey how to be a little bit more present and everything. But I think in a more balanced mindset which I have now and I hope a lot of you do as well um in a more balanced mindset we understand that we can have short-term goals and we can have long-term goals and they are supposed to kind of uh the short-term goals are supposed to facilitate your long-term goals right um and I think speaking of short-term intentions that align with the bigger picture, my therapist and I had the most interesting conversation this week that I wanted to share. Um, We were diving into my social anxiety, actually. Um, And before I begin my story, I just have to put it out there. I really believe that the weight of the term social anxiety 
has been lost. This term has been obnoxiously overused and used out of context in the last 10 years in more ways than I can count. It's one thing to get nervous around new people or when you're the center of attention. It's another to have social interactions of any kind deeply affect your mental processing, emotional stability, and just your overall sense of self, right? (laughs) Those are completely different things. And this is where social anxiety as a legitimate diagnosis or disorder comes in, right? And when I talk about it with respect to my life, please understand that that is the experience I am trying to reflect it in. I also do understand that everyone has a different experience than mine. And also that jokes are a thing, right? I could take a joke, you know, if you want to use a term lightly and it's not harming anybody, okay. Um, But I'll, you know, I just, I felt like I had to kind of say that for me to just throw it out there to the community, you know. Anyways, so while I, um, no, that's not where I was going to go. Let's start over. So anyway, (laughs) I just want to let it be known that up until now, coping with my social anxiety has been more surface level than anything else. And what I mean by this is that in therapy, I have worked on learning how to be a bit more present using mindfulness techniques and just like emotional regulation skills, taking my medication, which, you know, helps me uh, not go from zero to 100 so quickly and like have panic attacks when I'm around people. It gives me time to actually use my skills. So all of these things, right, are what I feel honestly are surface level in the sense that it's just to calm my being, but it's not actually diving deeper. And these were, you know, all of these skills are super important to my mental health and emotional health over the past two years. Do not get me wrong. Do not get this twisted. This is usually the first step for most people struggling with social anxiety or anxiety of any sort. You have to learn how to just like ground yourself so that you can even strengthen your perspective. But when I had time away from therapy, I reflected quite a good amount on the degree to which I actually understand my social anxiety um, that I experience so often. And about one month ago, I had set the intention that I would have to talk about this in therapy. Like, I just knew if I wanted to progress going forward, this was just something I was going to have to open up about. And now that I have, um, as vulnerable and nerve-wracking as it was, the conversations with my therapist have been, like, really insightful and just, like, leading me to that deeper place of understanding. And I'm just wondering, if only I could apply that determination towards my fitness. (laughs) Like, when it comes to therapy, I can be like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then I just, I do it because it's something I feel strongly about, you know? Like, I'm going to talk to my therapist about this. I'm going to try this approach. I'm going to, you know, work on this habit or whatever. Mental habit. But then... When it comes to exercise, I just struggle with it so much, like trying to heal my relationship with it and like make it a natural part of my life again 
it's so hard it's so hard um but yeah that's kind of what I've been dealing with (laughs) therapy has been hard work lately and having that time apart allowed me to like I said strengthen my perspective on what I wanted to work on going forward and next it'll be my exercise regime and I swear it'll be over for you guys (laughs) I'll be ripped I'll be Brienne of Tarth um just kidding but not really she is such a beautiful woman and a knight I just I wish she was my protector (laughs) but anyway let's talk about what you came here for shall we Alright, so, I wasn't actually prepared to hit record, I kind of just did it. I was, like, drinking my Diet Coke, and yeah, I'm a Diet Coke girly. (laughs) Um, Today, we are going to be talking about the types of loneliness. Spooky. (laughs) Um, As you can tell, I'm feeling a little goofy today, and the main reason is because I have to, like, I'm kind of faking it till I make it, like, I am really anxious today. I broke out in this rash um, that I think is related to me taking acetaminophen, but, like, I'm not sure. Um, And I'm just, like, freaking out. (laughs) So I'm, like, pretty anxious, but I'm trying. I'm I'm okay. I am not, like, you know, dying. I don't need to be rushed to the hospital. It's manageable. It's fine. So, I'm faking it till I make it, and I gotta be goofy. Just goof your way through it sometimes. Anyway, I will start off by asking all of you, what does psychology today, or why does psychology today have the most ratchet articles? Can anyone answer this for me? I swear to God, I will Google search something and then skim through the results page and i'm always tempted to click on the psychology today articles when they come up because hey it's more credible right wrong their shit is so wild sometimes i'm just like baffled i'm baffled um anyway the inspiration for this episode is the book unlonely by dr jeremy noble um, or Nobel. Dr. Nobel was interviewed by NPR, actually, um, on their podcast called Life Kit. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify. I don't really know if it's on other platforms or if it's Spotify exclusive, um, but this episode was called How to Combat Loneliness, and I highly recommend listening to it. Um, basically, Dr. Nobel was just interviewed and asked about you know, what are some steps towards combating loneliness and like what are the different types of loneliness? And did you know there are three types of loneliness? I would have never really thought about that, honestly. Like if I say I'm lonely, I really don't think of a specific type of lonely. I not even sure I ever knew they existed, which is like a first, right? Savly is always up to date on mental, emotional, psychological stuff. Um, (laughs) But you can never stop learning, and that's why we're here today. So, three different types of loneliness, according to Dr. Noble. 
Nobel. I still don't know how to say it. Should have looked that up. Um, there is one, societal loneliness. So he defines it as when you feel you don't have a group or like a community. So this could be like people with disabilities. You know, they are systematically um, lonely because they just don't fit in. Um, or it could be like you feel like you don't fit into a clique at work. Psychological loneliness. Number two, uh, you can think of this as, do I have a friend? Do I have a confidant? Someone to talk to? And then there's three. Oh, God. That was my work phone. Sorry, everyone. Um, and then there's number three, existential loneliness. It's basically like, how do we fit into the bigger picture? Um, you know, does our life have meaning? Does it have consequence? And yeah, I think that learning about this was genuinely quite validating. Uh, I think at one point, Dr. Jeremy Nobel uh, termed spiritual loneliness as being one type. And I felt that so hard, you guys, like spiritual connection is so enlightening sometimes and euphoric even at least in my experience i am a whore for those types of existential conversations like is life a simulation i don't know let's talk about it for hours and drink tea and look into each other's eyes <laughs> and fall in love no i'm kidding but like when we're lacking that spiritual connection sometimes i feel like it can lead to like copious amounts of loneliness that we don't even know what to do with and we don't even recognize it as loneliness like i think a lot of times we think we're depressed but what we really are is lonely we're like missing connection this episode had me reflecting on loneliness and how we as a collective and individuals experience it i know a common experience is that sometimes we feel this like broad unspecified loneliness I was kind of talking about then you know like we'll tell a a loved one about it a friend and when they ask us you know what will make you feel better we don't always know um the answer and being able to understand that there are different types of loneliness different categories of loneliness I think that can assist us individually and collectively towards navigating through it by taking the appropriate steps and i think it's with this information we can truly like understand how loneliness is quite complex and the more we're aware of its complexity the more that we can continue to heal when i personally reflect on loneliness i don't know why i can't say this word and it is the topic of the episode crazy (sighs) Anyway, when I reflect on loneliness, I ask myself, why does it feel so dangerous? Like, why do we want to avoid it? Why does it so often, why is it so often that loneliness can lead to self-destructive behaviors? A great example is in Demi Lovato's older documentary. I think it was from like 2019 or something. She talked about how loneliness is or at least was at the time one of her 
biggest triggers for her relapse and addiction. Like, it's the one feeling that kind of tempts her to want to seek out drugs. And this rings true for, like, so many people um, that struggle with addiction. But even people who don't. And, you know, she even has a song called Lonely. And, like, man, can you feel her pain through her voice in that song. Like, the melody, everything about it is just you know that is her not downfall but like her kryptonite I guess I don't know if that makes sense um I remember when I had my first big real breakup back in 2019 side note like why is 2019 coming back up (laughs) um I want that year was iconic for me and also horrible um I wanted anything at that time that would like keep me from sitting in my loneliness for the first six to eight months right after the breakup and it wasn't until that next winter when I learned how to sit with the discomfort and pour it into myself but during that very first six to eight months I did self-destructive things I tortured my body and my mind in certain ways I hurt people romantically and was not present at all um I sucked (laughs) it sucked I think that so often loneliness is triggering because it leads towards, it leads us towards narratives that are mostly unhelpful. Like, oh, if I'm feeling lonely, then I must be doing something wrong. If I'm feeling lonely, then I should be doing X, Y, Z. If I'm feeling lonely, then that means my friendships aren't strong enough. I don't have enough people in my life etc etc the list goes on and that can just lead towards a spiral the mind is meant to have thoughts right the brain is meant to think part of the struggle for myself as someone who is diagnosed with ocd and for the overthinkers of the world is learning that those thoughts do not need to have meaning why do we think why do we feel at the end of the day it is to keep us safe to survive to help us discern between harmful versus helpful so i just want you to have more compassion for yourself this holiday season if loneliness comes up for you i think it comes up you know as a common experience during the holidays even when our lives are like busy or bustling with holiday parties or social gatherings or um you know things other than isolation i think it's a it's a stigma or a um stereotype that we think people who are lonely are alone most of the time but that's not true i think a lot of people who are alone most of the time are comfortable with it and they're not quite as lonely as most Um, I just want y'all to have more compassion if you experience this. I know I'm going to try. Just remember that loneliness is normal. And like all of our emotions, it is helpful. It's insightful. Um, to the point that it allows us to figure out what is missing. What stimulation do we need at this time? Is it social? Is it, you know, psychological? Is it existential? Do we need stimulation and connection? Who do we need it from and in what context? 
And I don't think that's a bad thing to like take loneliness as a indicator of what we might be lacking in our life, at least from day to day. I do think that's actually an interesting point I hadn't thought of or um, planned to talk about, but like when we get caught up in our loneliness, sometimes I notice that like not just me, but other people kind of take it as this definitive uh, characteristic. They like take on that loneliness as if like Like, I am lonely instead of I'm experiencing loneliness. Does that make sense to you? I think it's so important to use language like that. Like, when you're feeling something, to say, I am feeling this, not I am this. Because you don't want to identify with it. So I think sometimes when you feel lonely, it's so easy to identify with it. Um, Yeah, it's, it's tempting. But to remember that loneliness is mostly a day to day circumstantial situational thing is very helpful and I think to know these categories is also very helpful so that is all I have for you today definitely let me know what you think of today's episode um you can follow me on instagram at sustained with sav or follow the podcast at yay for growth pod on instagram I have my tiktok in the description so you can follow there I've been trying to post some health related stuff on there and just like daily vlogging whatever (laughs) just like getting a little creative with tiktok so it's fun i'm having a good time um if i don't make an episode before the holidays or before christmas i just want to say happy holidays everybody please 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 take care of yourself during this time make sure that you're prioritizing yourself above all else okay okay have a great rest of your day or night Whatever it is, wherever you are, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Bye-bye.